0: Welcome to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I'm your host, Florida native and real estate ninja, Donnie Hathaway. You know, I started this podcast because I'm extremely passionate about connecting you with the people and the local businesses that make Palm Harbor so special. Palm Harbor, Florida is a great place to live, work, and play. It has everything you could dream of from the food, the outdoors, the lifestyle to the people in the community. I wanted to create a podcast that connected the community and inspired everyone to live better. To join this community and stay up to date on all things Palm Harbor, visit my website. It's palmharborlocal.com and sign up there to join the locals. And remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. All right, so this episode of the podcast is a special one. Um, today we have, we don't have business owners on the podcast today, but uh, a father and son duo, Jeff and Dan Connor, are joining us on the podcast today. Thank you guys for being here. Of course. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for the
1: uh, invitation.
0: Yeah. So, um, so what do you guys do? So you guys have a band, you had
1: a podcast. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about all that and how that kind of got started. Um, we, uh, we started a podcast. Dan is now 19. Uh, we started the podcast uh, when he was 12. He originally, like most young people, watched way more YouTube than network television, which was what my generation does. So he kind of turned me on to YouTube. He always kind of had a flair for um, uh, doing various... Um, you know, performances when he was in elementary school. He did a couple of talent shows where he did stand up comedy. I was Elvis once. <laughs> he was <Nice>. Elvis once. <laughs> yeah, Performing that's true.
2: Blue suede shoes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, uh, he got, he said, Dad, we should do uh, a YouTube channel. A YouTube channel is where it's at. YouTube, you do YouTube. Yeah. And so uh-huh. I used to be in radio when I was younger. And uh, uh, we kind of have, a, uh, as you can tell, maybe a joking personality with each other, a relationship. And so I said, son, this face is for radio. It's, it's mm-hmm. not for TV. You know, so well, YouTube or not, I said, I think we should just, how, what do you say about a podcast? Okay, we'll do a podcast. So that's what we did. So for, uh, you know, uh, uh, we did four seasons of um Our podcast, how many episodes? Oh, man, 75? Okay, cool. So, it ran for a while. Yeah. Uh, We even got, our, our high water mark was when we were the number two comedy podcast in Sweden. Nice. So we, were, you know, we went out and celebrated. Yeah, yeah.
2: Super weird statistic, but <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, we'll take, we'll that. take that. I'm we'll sure promote with, that. with your podcast
1: yeah. metrics, you're like, really? You know, yeah. 13 to 16-year-olds actually <laughs> listen to my show? You know, whatever, you know. And so, uh, uh, so yeah, we did that for, for, for like Dan said, for about uh, 75 episodes, and we had a good time with it. I used to play in a band uh, as well as my radio gig. And so I had guitars around the house and they were, you know, music instruments everywhere. Dan started taking an interest in that. I started showing him little riffs here and there and things that I knew. And so he started, uh, he picked up the guitar um, uh, with that, you know, teenage energy that yeah. we all 2017. used twenty
0: seventeen. Yeah. Tw- That's when you started playing guitar, yeah. 2017. Mm-hmm. And okay. so
1: he eventually taught himself. Uh, and with the advent of YouTube and watching online uh, lessons and, you know, how to play this song properly, where in my day, we used to, you know, to have a cassette and we would play it back. For, wait, what, what's that again? And it, yeah. you play it so many times and it becomes out of tune. Yeah, well, I think he's still playing a D, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, he had, he had in a lot of cases, the actual performers, you know, the David Gilmore of Pink Floyd saying, this is how you play comfortably numb. Ah, mm-hmm. Dad, you taught me how to do it this way, but did you know it's... Actually, he like, said this oh, cool. and he wrote the dang song, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so he became uh very quickly better guitar player than I could have ever imagined, even better than uh my best friend, whose father was the lead guitarist of the Ventures. His name was Jody Moles, and his dad's name was Gene Moles. Anyway, long story short. Um so he became really, really good. Cool. And one thing morphed into another, and then we started this band.
0: Yeah. And so what when did the band start? And so what, yeah, what led you, when did the band start? And like, what led you to like, yeah, let's let's start a band?
1: Three years ago?
2: Uh, yeah, I would say about three years ago during uh, COVID, we, or a friend of, of mine, his parents asked my dad, hey, why don't you guys, you know, perform a little something? And we were like, okay, why not? Yeah. And so uh, for about, a, I think, two months, we... You know, started doing this, and we slowly got a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And then our first performance was in my friend's house, uh, and we only played like three or four songs. Yeah, but it was like okay, we get kind of got the feel for this now. About
1: ten people, family and friends. Yeah, yeah, and we're uh, uh, even to this day, only a little bit better. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah, it was fun. And uh, Dan ha- has kind of taken you know the music that. I exposed him to, and um, he uh, he's really run with it, and he's kind of become your, your your musical taste is definitely guitar based. Oh yeah, rock based. Yeah,
2: uh, I'm totally not like the other kids where they they you know I listen to Drake or I listen to Kanye West or, yeah. or stuff like that. Yeah, my, uh, my music taste is very much 70s, 80s, 90s, a little bit of 2000s, um, but yeah. So he's that he's that guy in high school.
0: <laughs> is that because of you? Because of like what you enjoy listening yeah. to, yeah. right? So yeah. You picked, yeah.
2: The the origin actually of that is probably when I was about six years old, and he gifted me an iPhone 3G. That was this really old phone, like yeah. the little itty bitty iPhones. And it didn't work. You couldn't text or you couldn't take phone calls or anything. But all I could do on it is like watch movies, play games, and listen to my dad's music Pre-loaded library. Music. Oh, nice. And so,
1: <laughs> Which was old dude music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so I slowly got exposed to that because when I was um, that age, I had it. And at late at night, I was a bad kid. I would stay up late even at six years old. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I would just go through the old iTunes thing where it was the album covers and you could just swipe through them. It doesn't, I, Apple doesn't have it anymore, but you could just swipe through and you could click on it and it would play the album immediately. Okay. And so I would just do that every single night. And that's how I would learn all these songs in my head. I'm like, oh, that's a really good song. So I think that's probably
0: the seed Yeah. for my started. music taste. Yeah. yeah. And then like talk to me about playing a guitar and and like picking that up. And mm-hmm. just from like YouTube, because I've tried, I've tried to do things and I think in my, like one of my long-term goals is like learn how to play guitar or a ukulele or something like that. So I have a little ukulele at the house and, and I've tried to, you know, pick it up and mm-hmm. play on, uh, play videos from YouTube and that sort of stuff, but it's not easy.
2: No. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember th- like the moment when I wanted to pick up the guitar. I remember it was late at night. I was just. These going late through... at
0: night things
1: keep Yeah, I, I know. It's all, <laughs> to I'm this a, day, I, I'm my a, wife and I, like old old parents do, we go to yeah. sleep earlier, way earlier than. Yeah. yeah. Two o'clock in the morning, I'm yeah. texting I'm to- Dan voice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm totally a night owl. So I'll like, I'll yeah. play one note and be like, Dan, don't do that. Yeah. But, um,. I remember the moment I wanted to play guitar is when it was late at night and I was going through YouTube and I remember how I got here, but um, I stumbled upon a performance of Pink Floyd's "Run Like Hell" live um, in night like 1994, and it blew my mind because <laughs> David Gilmour and I think we can both agree on this is he's the greatest guitar player of all time, right?
1: Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, yeah, we we love him,
2: and so. Um,
1: Dan re- goes to Our Lady of the Holy David Gilmore Church every... Absolutely.
2: <laughs> but I remember watching that video and he was doing these sounds with the guitar with like delay and chorus. And these are all, you know, this is all technical guitar stuff. Yeah. But um, he would do all these crazy sounds. And it I was like, what the heck? That is amazing. And um, yeah, I, ever since that video, I was like, I got to learn how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely where it stemmed from.
0: Yeah. And and was it easy for you to just pick it up and, and like learn from the YouTube videos? Or
2: I would say it was kind of 50-50 because it was easy in that I had the motivation because I just went, I was like, you know, oh, when I wake up in the morning, I'm just going straight to the yeah, guitar. Yeah. And, but it was hard because, you know, you got to learn all these chord shapes and it takes, it definitely takes a while. And most people would, um, you know, give up because, you know, oh, this is too hard or something like that. But I had that motivation to just keep me going I and keep, keep learning. It, yeah. And so I persevered and I got really good His at mom it.
1: and I call it OCD. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely where um, where my guitar playing came from.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you just hit on something that's like important too for for anybody that's kind of growing up or just starting a business or whatever and just a perseverance, right? Absolutely. I think that's the only difference that the people that make it and the people that don't, right? The mm-hmm. ones that you you know, the the kids that wanted to play guitar and they it, it mm-hmm. came hard and uh and then they just gave up, right? But right. you stuck with it exactly. and now you can, you know, play guitar and, and do mm-hmm. what you do. Um <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty cool. So what is like What is um what does music mean for you guys? What's up, Palm Harbor? It's your host, Donnie Hathaway. If you are looking to stay up to date with all things Palm Harbor, then visit my website. It's PalmHarborLocal.com. Super simple, you can sign up there, join the locals, where I'll be sharing more information on local events, local history, and what's happening in Palm Harbor. You know, I really want to create and add more value to you as a listener for spending your valuable time tuning into my podcast. So join me there, keep listening, and remember together, we keep Palm Harbor local.
1: Oh, I can't, I can't live without it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in our DNA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we, uh, I grew up in Bakersfield, California, which is a big country music bastion. Okay. And the Bakersfield, California is literally where Route 66 ended. And uh, the Grapes of Wrath, you know, the, the old black and white movie, that, that was basically where they were headed to, to seek prosperity in California. That eventually became what's known as Nashville West. Okay. So I grew up, you know, with literally the bars and the honky tonks and Buck Owens and Merle Haggard and, you know, the streets of Bakersfield with Dwight Yoakam and all that. That was, you know, everywhere. We were just saturated in it. And, you know, being a rebellious uh, kid, as all teenagers in some degree go to, I didn't gravitate necessarily towards country music until later in life when the modern music drifted away. You know, it's almost like that. Political party didn't – I didn't leave the political party. That political party left me, Yeah, you know, that whole thing. Music kind of left me, you know, uh, and I wasn't so much in tune to the rap and the hip-hop and, you know, that that kind of com- – the modern computerized music. Sure. And so, uh, you know, the I, – I drifted more towards rock, you know, and, and I became more of a metalhead when I was a kid. And then you expand and you, you know, appreciate what the Beatles are doing and then from the Beatles pretty much – every you know band pretty much sprung forth from that that you know that tree and so it it, it was all around us all the time dan growing up would see me in my office uh, my home office that i had that i would be learning riffs and i would be playing stuff mm-hmm. and we would have you know friends over for you know parties and stuff and we would do little mini talent shows and uh, I would always, you know, do something with that. So, I think just organically, again, Dan just kind of picked on, picked up on all that whole environment. And then it kind of, you know, infected him in that way too. Yeah, later yeah. in life, yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that. So, just being around it, right, yeah. at, at a young age. Mm-hmm. it's a, like...
1: you, you reach a saturation point. Yeah. You know, and then you got to do something with your this passion. Yeah. So, oh, what do I do now? You know, you always have these nighttime dreams of, oh, I'll be a rock star. I want to be on stage and have bras thrown at me and all that whole kind of thing. But what are you going to do? You know? So it's right. like, Dan, go for it. You know, I'll show you what I know. Yeah. And then you take it from there.
0: Yeah. So when did you learn to play guitar?
1: Uh, when I had my first bra thrown at me? No, I'm just, <laughs> uh, you know, this you know, irreverent uh, rock and roll humor. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, I learned to play when I always wanted to. My parents were dirt poor. I mean, we used to joke that my parents literally were the grapes of wrath. People, we were poor white trash Okies from the the day I was born. Yeah. Um. I was lucky, you know, if I got a Kmart guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So, um, one day my dad did get me a guitar. Um, and uh, that was a big big deal for. Him. So I learned a little bit on that. And then when I was sixteen, um, I got into an auto accident. Nothing really super serious, but the insurance company in nineteen eighty. Gave me a thousand bucks. Wow, a thousand bucks, 1980. Man, I'm rolling. What am I going to do? So I knew in my personality that if I made a financial commitment and I was going to go out and buy, you know, a $600 guitar and I'm going to get an amp to go with it, and I was like, oh, I better learn how to do this. Yeah. So that's when I started, was when I was 16. My friend at the time, as I mentioned, was, you know, um, the son of the lead guitarist for the Ventures, you know, all that surf rock music in the okay. 1950s and 60s. Yeah. And so I made a deal with him. Um, hey, I'll give you $50 a month for 50 guitar lessons, and I'll, I'll give you my first guitar deal. So we just started. He showed me things, and one thing led to another. He was already playing in a band. Okay, I got up to enough speed so that I could play the last rhythm guitarist at the edge of the stage, and then just kind of learn and learn and learn. And as bands inevitably form and break up, then uh, he's like, "Well, this, we should do something now." Uh, well, except we need a singer who's stupid enough to get up on stage and sing. <laughs> Jeff, you do it. And so that's how I started doing that. And so it just grew from there.
0: Okay. So what do you what do you like more? Do you like singing or do you like um, like playing playing the guitar or? Um, an I
1: I picked up the bass because Dan, like okay. I said, became a great guitar player better than I am. So we needed to have a bass player. So I knew basic bass, and so I picked up the bass. So. Um, I think my thing is just, I like being uh, performing on stage. With okay, him. cool. It's just that the thrill.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's a really weird sensation when you're on stage and you look over and, oh my God, there's my son. Yeah. It's just a, it's a <laughs> freaky feeling. as You just can't describe it. You know, because I played in bands before and I looked over at the guy next to me and I hated that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to do this gig, you know. Uh, we have a contractual commitment to, to do this out, and then we go our separate ways. Well, for him, you know, I have this inherent father-son love. Yeah. We have a fun time anyway doing it. Mm-hmm. We speak the same language. We can kind of look at each other almost like a married yeah, couple. right. Uh, and so um, that's what I kind of like the most is just looking over, being on stage. And then, of course, once you're there, and, you know, we, we talked about this in the beginning for our band. Look, son, I'm old. I'm a middle-aged dude. You know, you're going to be the hot young thing. It's like the old Men in Black two, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith back and forth. Yeah. You know, um, old and busted, hot and fresh. Yeah. You well, know, I was old and busted. He was the hot and fresh. And eventually, as we, as you get more comfortable, we'll kind of change roles and you take the the, the center stage. The girls will be looking at you. The, the everything's going to be kind of synergy. and Then I'll take that back. You know, that backstage. Presence, mm-hmm. and I'll just be there to support whatever happens. I'll just do that. Yeah, and so uh, um, that's kind of how we how we do it, and, and kind of how we have our relationship, and and how much I personally enjoy it. It's just funny just for me to kind of sit in the back now, and he's you know at the piano. Singing a Coldplay song, or he's playing guitar and he's actually singing a song,
3: mm-hmm. and I see
1: the reactions from the people in the crowd because I'm not doing much at that point. I'm just yeah. playing my bass lines, yeah. maybe a little ooh ah, you know that kind of thing, <laughs> and uh, uh, and and to see that reaction and it's a you know it's just kind of fun. That's
0: cool. You just have like a a front row seat to it all, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's
1: almost like you know uh, when the. Uh, you know, the, your son is a football player and, and he, you know, carries the ball across the goal line or hits a home run. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. son, you know, yeah except I'm on stage. Right. It's like, hey, you mm-hmm. hit that note for yeah. once. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, you hear the cheers of the crowd and everybody's kind of looking at him. And, you know, I had my day in the sun and he's this is his day in the sun. And it's, it's fun. You, yeah. know, you feel that on stage proudness right with him.
0: Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And to be a part of that and, and the bond that you guys have, too. I know we, we briefly touched on that before, yeah, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. What does it mean to you to, to have to be able to play with your dad and
2: it's it's very cool. It's yeah. it's very different because you know, you wouldn't normally you know, you don't see that every day, you know, mm-hmm. a father and a son playing on stage. Yeah. Um so yeah, just like he said, when I look over to my to my left and he's there playing the bass, it's kinda like, Oh, that's that's this is really cool. Yeah. So it's very it's a you very look, that cool old fun. dude still
0: got it. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding.
2: laughs> But yeah, it's a very fun and unique thing, and um, I'm glad that we're able to make it happen.
0: Yeah, and so you guys started playing at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys playing now? Are you still playing at friends' houses, or what do you?
1: No, we've we've uh, we've been blessed. Um, you know, we've played various venues. Um, most notable come to mind is we did um, a museum opening for uh, the House of Shadows. That was about that was... two. About, about
2: a year and a half ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was last May 2021, in fact. We did okay. that. That was fun because it was a big crowd. Then we did the Coalition of Hispanic Artists uh, a year ago, last Halloween-ish time. Okay. Um, and um, Dan was actually given a grant um, mm-hmm. from the Coalition of Hispanic Artists. So, we're technically been grandfathered into... We're Hispanic <laughs> artists, in case you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, so... Um uh that was a lot of fun because it was a really big place with the, the the biggest crowd I think we ever played in front of and so um um and a few other things i can 't come to mind, but we uh you know we we've we've played various places and and uh you know we've done our share of you know the the backyard parties and yeah yeah we haven 't done the wedding singer thing uh, you know, <laughs> okay. who, uh who knows if that'll happen after the, hey you know let 's get these guys to sing at our wedding, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shameless promotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, um, so you know, yeah, we've we've done a few things like that, and uh, we're kind of taking a break for now uh, because of the holiday season, and it's just kind of a downtime. And stuff. yeah, we played um, the last event we played. How long ago was?
2: Uh, oh, um, I would say in, in August we played um, one of our friends' like grand opening um, for some exhibition, and it was very cool.
1: Yeah, it's I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but his name is Estrago Stigante. He he's a terrific body painter and body painter. And so, um, he was having a fashion show. And I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, okay. I, I, okay. I'm, we can't tell him that I forgot about <laughs> what the name of his show was. We'll but edit it's it kinda of like Nude there. Night, yeah. but it's uh, you know, like um the, you know how Tampa has Nude Night every year. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of a step below that. It's it's trying to to get to that level. And uh uh they had various performers and you know, um, fashion uh body taping and body painting and that kind yeah. of thing and we we uh we performed there as well cool that was fun that was a lot of fun it was something i had to prep dan for because i said <laughs> okay we've been to these shows because we, we're friends of his and even his mom my wife um has appeared in these body taping and, okay. and, and body painting things and has done like you know modeling for him and magazines and that kind of thing it's like okay so this is what you're going to experience it's gonna be yeah. a little different than you've ever encountered but you know, you'll, you'll laugh, we'll, like I do with everything, we'll laugh about it and it'll be fun. Yeah. And just, you know, and so we, we had a fun time. That yeah. Was fun. That was probably cool. the f- maybe one of the funnest because it was yeah. just so. It was really funny. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was so absurdly fun.
0: Yeah. And just different than. Mm-hmm. than it's almost like, idea.
1: and I haven't done this and I don't think I ever will. <coughs> yeah. It's almost like going to a strip club with your mom and dad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's just kind of
1: half weird. Right. But it didn't get weird because it was just a, it was a job.
0: Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so, and you guys were playing music. And stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So how often do you guys play? Um at different venues or friends' houses or
1: I would
2: say every few months, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. about every yeah. few months. Um cool. he's he's got his college studies. I, I you know, um I own my own business as well. Yeah. And so uh we have those obligations, but in between we kind of cram in this and we don't push it too hard, we make it enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whenever we're asked, we generally, you know, we'll we'll do it. You know. Yeah. Two guys in a truck and our guitars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I like it. So one thing, so a couple of things before we wrap up. Um, one thing I like to do is ask everybody, you know, who, uh, who lives here, obviously, and you guys do, and obviously being a local podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what your favorite local spot is, whether it's in Palm Harbor or just around, the, the you know. So if you had to pick, you know, you're going out to eat dinner or you just want to do something for yourself, where are you guys going?
2: I would say Sam Ash.
1: Probably. Same ash? Yeah. Nice. I like Good it. Are you. Um, our fav- one of our favorite spots is, like I said, we like the House of Shadows. We like a um, uh, store of our friends, uh, DeGonte Art and Thrift down in St. Pete. Here in Palm Harbor... Um, where is, and where's House of Shadows? House of is that- Shadows is on Can- oh, Kennedy, close to Fox 13 News. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I think it's a little... E- east of that i okay. think so west or east but anyways yeah. it's in that area and so um but here in palm harbor i think our, our favorite place is got to be it's a newer mexican restaurant um yase armo oh, yeah on uh, it's pretty much where the la fitness is on the yeah. corner of alderman southwest mm. corner of alderman and 19 mm-hmm. and my wife is Real Mexican, you know, just not the, you know, the yeah,
2: hundred percent, not
1: the East LA Chichen Chang yeah. Mexican. You know, she's a real thing. So authentic Mexican food is is a big deal for us, and so uh, that's probably the best Mexican restaurant. Even more than I think Miguel's or you know downtown Tampa is like a famous oh, okay. spot. But uh, yeah. Yase Armo on 19 is our favorite thing. We probably go there at least once a week.
0: Nice. I so we've we've ordered pickup from there before. Mm-hmm. We have not been able to go in and and sit down and eat there, but um but yeah it was good and I've heard great things about that that spot too. Nice spot. Yeah. Um. All right. So lastly, you guys have you prepared a song. that you want to perform? No, not at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we got, we're actually going to play, this is maybe the first song we ever learned. Oh yeah, this is the
2: first song that me and him ever decided, you know what, this is one of the songs we're going to play. Cool. And it's uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears.
0: Cool. Very cool.
2: Okay, ready? One, two, three, four.
3: Welcome to your life There's no turning back Even while we sleep We will find you acting acting on your best behavior Turn your back on Mother Nature Everybody wants to my own design it's my own remorse help me to decide help me make the most, most of freedom a and of pleasure a nothing. nothing ever lasts forever everybody wants to rule the... there's a room you. Holding hands while the walls stop tumbling down. When they do, I'll be right behind you. So glad we almost made it. So sad they have to fade it. Everybody wants to rule the world. Nothing ever lasts forever. Everybody wants to rule the
1: world. Clap, clap, clap,
0: clap, clap. <laughs> awesome. Thank, thank you. you guys for being here. Of thank course, you, thank you very we much. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I really hope you had a ton of value out of, of today's episode. Now, if you're looking to connect with the guest or just get more information on the episode, then you can check the description below. I'll have all the links in the episode as well as a link back to my website. It's palmharborlocal.com where you can stay up to date on what's going on with the podcast and sign up there to join the locals. Let's get after it this week. And remember together, we keep Palm Harbor Local.